Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Oh, this one is actually a good one to talk about. Yes. Nostalgia. Well, more nostalgia for you than for me. I have a little bit of nostalgia for this, but we'll tell that story in a bit. It's probably more nostalgia for you, though. Yeah, because, I mean, when I was a... Man, I was very young. Uh, when Bill and Ted first came out. It was 89, I think. I think the first one was 89. How old were you in 89? I was a freshman. In high school? No, I was, uh, what you call it? No, I was a sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high school when Bill and Ted came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in February of 1989. Oh, around my birthday. Great. Awesome. I was, I had uh, some skepticism about it because, you know, movies that try to recreate what they Oh, had get that feeling. It's almost yeah. thirty years. That nostalgia you know, sometimes falls it's, flat. Yeah. It's thirty-one years from the first one. About you know what, twenty-nine years from the second one. Yeah, because um, we'll see. The first one came out in eighty-nine. The second one came out in ninety-one, which right. was the year I was born. And then this one came out in twenty twenty. So right, it came out a significant amount of time, almost twenty-nine exactly. years later. Yeah. So I mean, you know, even with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter uh, reprising their roles. You're like going, okay, are they going to try too hard? Is it, are the writers going to try too hard? Is this going to try? They didn't. No. Yeah, spoiler. They hit it hard right on yeah. the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, they, they, did. they went for the gusto and they killed it. Yeah, they I mean, did. all the the previous cast from all the other Bills and Ted's were back. Except for the wives. Yeah. The wives they, were they different. updated the wives. That's the weirdest thing because those actresses are still out there. I thought they yeah, would have brought them back. They got some more well-named ones yeah. that kind because of, they, they didn't. The wives in the other two movies really didn't have that big of a role. Like in the first no. one, you sit on from a distance, and then at the end of the movie, and then the second True. one, they played minuscule roles. And this one, they had more emotional weight they had to carry. Right. So I felt that it was needed for them to get more emotional carrying actresses to come I and agree. play these parts. I can go with that. So I'm confused because when I watched Bogus Journey the other day, I thought the kids they had were boys. Because they're like, we want to meet your little dudes or something like that. And then in this movie, they have two, two full-grown daughters. daughters. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, maybe it's just... They didn't really specify. This is right. little Bill. Oh, and this is little Bill. Ted. Yeah. And then the daughters' names are... Let's see here. Wilhelmina. The, uh, Theodore, Thea Preston, and Wathelmia Billy Logan. Yeah. So I guess they could get away with calling them... Ted and Bill. Yeah, little Ted and, and little, little Bill. Bill. Yeah, yep, that's exactly but right. But then they call her Thea in this one and call the other one Billy. Yeah. So I think they decided, okay, we're not doing boys. We're doing girls. Ah. Who's really going to notice anyways? Right. Yeah, this guy did. did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. I mean. Slip one past us. They, the only person that didn't make a comeback, obviously, George, George Carlin, Carlin. yeah. Because he passed away quite but a few But he had ago. a 3D hologram cameo, so. Yeah, well, it was really cool. So. Rufus. Yes. I mean. So the movie hit the nostalgia fill all oh, yeah. the way through. Oh, yeah. So you got to grow up with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and there was an animated series somewhere in there and yes. a TV show that really never got aired, I believe, which the the first season of the animated series had all the original actors voicing right. the characters, right. and then the second season they, they swapped over them. to... The TV show actors, for whatever reason, right. I was just watching a video on that today, and I was like, "Why would you and do that?" that? Well, it, and then it died off. Really yeah, it died after that, so. immediately after that. Yeah. yeah, which was just a bad, bad idea. Mm-hmm. But you would never have thought that Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter had spent a day apart since no. Focus Journey, because they always 
always kill it when they pronunciate at the same time together. Yes. Like every time they talk together, it's like, you. how do you guys get that timing right I don't, every single time? I don't get it. Um, you know, those guys were talking a little bit in an interview that said that uh, they had a lot of things in common, even when they were, you know, back in the day. Yeah. They were both cycle riders. They both played bass guitar. Yeah. They'd go hang out and jam and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, I mean, they built a rapport. Um, but like you said, 30 years has passed. You know, they had kicked around the idea before, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, kept getting mothballed. And that's what they said, too, about even the first movie. They said it was shelled for a year before they actually put it out. The Bill and Ted's Excellent yeah. Adventure? Was they it really? It was shelled, yeah. And they said, you know, the studio was like, eh, I don't know if the people like Which it. Which is surprising it because the last several years since, I would say, John Wick 1 has been a Keanu Reeves renaissance. Oh, yeah. And everybody's in love with Keanu Reeves. I'm surprised it took this long for Bill and Ted to come out again. Uh, They said they came to him, uh, the writers came to him about eight years ago. Yeah. And said, hey, uh, Alex Winter said that they had uh, been uh, loving the idea for a while. Yeah. But, you know, studios were like, yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to work out. Ever since 2010. Yeah. So they were, they've been, you know, in the it's just like in the works for a long time or ideas been there for a long time but i don't the studios didn't want to do it do it so well so bogus journey didn't make anywhere near the amount of money that no. uh excellent adventure did but it didn't really capture the same feeling no. that excellent adventure did it went a little bit of a different route but still okay so that's the first one i experienced Good. so when i was a kid we ordered pizza hut and with our pizza meal it came with a random movie Okay. It was whenever they were doing some cross-promotional thing. It was the DVD. Right, right. And we got Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And I asked my mom, I was like, what's this movie? And she goes, well, it's not that good, but you might like it. And I was like, okay. So I watched it. It was like maybe seven, eight years old. Okay. I was like, holy crap, this is actually really good, really funny. <laughs> I mean, the, the Reaper and the Hell scenes really kind of fucked oh, me yeah. up as a kid. Yeah. But the movie as a whole, I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, it had robots, right? A little bit of uh, you know cross dimensional travel, all this crazy right, stuff, right. and then you know it had a really cool ending with some time travel. And I was like, oh, cool! Like this, what's not to like about this? Mm-hmm. Wasn't until twenty years later that I watched the original all the way through, and I was like, okay, I, 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 I see, I see yeah. the issue here. Yeah, I understand. In the pantheon of Bill and Ted movies. Face the Music is right there alongside Excellent Journey to me. Maybe just even a little bit above because it's not so... It's not as aged. Even though that movie's meant to be aged. I agree. But this one just... You you get a lot more heart and connection with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters in this one than you did in the previous two. Oh, it's because more real-life stuff is going on with them. I mean, they played and put out there the middle-aged struggle. Yeah really well i mean it was like okay you had real life problems okay i got you know we got to get this thing done but you also are having problems with your wives you're having you know you have no job you're all kinds of stuff like that so it's like okay you're in you're in this quandary and they matured through this movie they mature yeah and you know they were able to pick up from where uh, they left off in Bogus Journey, right? Which is like, okay, yeah, we're still two dudes. They're just, you know, they live right next door to, to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's hilarious. Oh yeah, the, I mean the movie begins with a wedding, and right. you, they, you think they're just playing a wedding, but I mean this part, this part is what sold me on the movie <laughs> and also fucked me up at the same token. 
They were at Keanu Reeves' little brother's wedding, who you haven't seen since the first movie. Right. And he's marrying Missy, which is Bill's stepmom in the first movie, and then it was Ted's stepmom in the second movie, and now it's just a whole fucked up dynamic, and I'm just like... No way. Like, I, that's how when I had to go back and watch them again, I was like, oh my God, this is a real thing. Like, they actually went with this cycle of jokes and how fucked up is this? They are keeping Missy in the family. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> training around. Woo! Oh, the, the part that got me the most was when the, the brother and Missy were going in for their first dance. Right. And he goes, come on, Kissy oh. Missy. She goes, oh, don't call me that. Your dad used to call me that. And he goes, I'm well aware of that. Baby. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Oh, uh, come on! I had a little throw up in my mouth <laughs> there for some reason. Oh, oh god! Mm-mm. What is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> and they play it off so well. Like those two just don't care. You know, as long as everybody's happy, right. having a good time, they really just don't care. But I was just like, hur, hur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, throws you back. It's like in Sonic where they did the Sega. Uh, yeah. The Sega. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, they did the old Orion, yes, you know, movie yeah. intro, which is really cool. Yeah, that was really uh, cool to see again. I like to see that. Um, but as yeah. a guy that loves his eighty movies, yeah. seeing that in a modern day picture was really cool. Yeah. Can imagine what it was like for you. Remember going to see it in the big screen and oh, seeing that man. logo came up. See There's that. certain logos that just when they come up, you're like, all right, I'm in for a good ride. Right. And for me, it was always Universal. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, Orion had some great movies. Robocop was a Robocop, movie. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't just, love Robocop? It just, it just puts you back in that mindset. Right. So, I mean, the movie, the, the two daughters were good. Mm-hmm. You can't hold a candle to Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters. No. Although, Lundy Payne, uh, was it Elizabeth Lundy Payne, I think it is, or something like that? Um, Bridget Lundy Payne. She did a great job. Playing that character. Yes, she did. She well overshadowed uh, the girl. Samara Weaving? Yeah, Weaving. I thought for a minute, oh, wait, that's going to be Hugo Weaving's daughter. No. No. It's not. No. Anyway. Not. Damn it. <laughs> and then when you got William Sadler back as the girl yeah. Weaver, who's oh, always dude, funny. Was awesome. He cracks me up, man. The whole, we're not talking to death. And then you find out the only reason that they broke up was because death was like just getting power <laughs> drunk yeah, like, <laughs> when to go have a 45 minute bass solo <laughs> that's awesome oh, oh man i mean the movie had that emotional weight too i mean the the premise of the story is that bill and ted have yet to write the song that's supposed to unify the universe mm-hmm. and it's not so much that they have this grandiose thing they have to go and deal with it's more the fact that they're in the middle age and they're wondering if their life even has any meaning at that point if they right. don't do what they were destined to do. And I feel like that's something probably every middle age person goes, goes through in their life that. is like, what was the point of my life if I didn't accomplish anything? Certainly. And they, this is their issue. And they end up going, they change the system a little bit instead of in the first movie going back to the past, second movie going on to the afterlife and everything. This one, they kind of go all over the place, but mostly just to the future mm-hmm. and see how their lives have progressed since they didn't write that song because their whole idea is like why don't we just go to the future and steal the songs from ourselves yeah and just watching their lives degrade as they go further and further into the future i'm like where is the rock bottom here where is the bottom of this pit these two she's going down oh my gosh the first they go to see themselves playing at open mic night at this like horrible little hotel yeah it's like a reno bar (laughs) type situation yeah Yeah. it's terrible and they were just, God, their future selves are such dickweeds oh, that cracked me up. And then the second time they go to visit them, 
the two acted like they had got their shit together and they were having like British accents yeah. and all this other stuff. And then come to find out they had snuck into some famous singer's like house. Dave Grohl's house. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... And Bill was home, bald and yeah. Ted got a big old beer guy. Yeah. Oh my God, cracked me up. Dave Grohl comes home he's like, who are you? What are you doing in my house? <laughs> they're like, no. I told you Grohl came home on Thursday. <laughs> I thought it was next week. Yeah. <laughs> and then they good. go even further in the future. And they're in prison, and they're all tatted oh, up and jacked. super muscular. Super jacked. End up beating the shit out of the robot that's chasing them yeah. through time. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the robot, that is Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Is it? And he did such a great job. He's he's an emotionally insecure robot. Yes. Which is just stupid hilarious. It is hilarious. It is awesomely hilarious. He does a great job. He's won like Emmys for comedy yeah. before. We're always, you know, my uh, favorite part of his acting has been on uh, Gotham. Yeah, his, uh, know, Victor's his, his ass. ass. Yeah, I think he did. He's unrecognizable great. in this yeah. movie. Oh, no. I mean, he's all in prosthetics yeah. and stuff. I mean, it was like 40 pounds mm-hmm. worth of prosthetics and costume that he was like wearing. It. And Jeez. at first I was like, oh, it's a really cool robot design. Then I saw his white mouth and I'm uh-huh. like, oh, it's just a guy in a suit. Like, okay. Right. Cool. But all right. <laughs> but I mean, then you go, oh, it's Victor's ass yeah. in that suit. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, I like it. It, it was, uh, it, he was funny. Like yeah, he, he was. it was hard was. to pick a standout character in this movie that wasn't Bill and Ted. Right. Because they all had their moments. They were all funny. Right. They were all well put together. I mean, obviously, the second you say William Sadler's death, he's gonna crack you up. Yeah. I mean, he was such a big part of Bogus Journey, mm-hmm. and he was so he had some of the best lines in Bogus Journey. Yes. I and agree. then he gets into this one. He's playing games by himself, just looking miserable playing, as shit. He's playing hopscotch and tetherball. <laughs> I mean, he's hop, playing hopscotch and cheating, <laughs> and he's talking to himself. <laughs> And then his house cracked me up because it's just posters of himself from his glory days and everything. I was like, oh my God. What really was cool, and I kind of saw it coming though, was the daughters ended up being the people that actually put the song together that saved the universe. But it's Bill and Ted who actually play the main part. Exactly. And get it all set up. They realize that, okay, it's not the song itself that saves the universe. It's... The fact that everybody's joining in to right. play the song. Right. And that was a really cool concept because, like, yeah, how can the song save the universe? And that would make anybody's head spin. Right. Especially these two numbskulls who can barely pass a history class without... Throughout all time yeah, and space. How exactly. do they do that? And they, it was really smart how they ended up doing it with that. And the song was cool. Like, the way it all kind of just reverbed together and everything. And the daughters didn't so much write the song as they just took great parts from all these people in history... And made them play it together. Right. And it just was emotionally impactful. And then when the Bill and Ted got there and did their guitar solos, it was like, okay, that's really cool. Like, they did a really good job. And then, like, the, the other two movies, it just ends abruptly. It's over. Like, yep. you saved the universe. Done. It's done. Did you watch the after credit scene? No. You didn't see the after credit scene? No. Okay, picture this, right? It goes back to the way, way future where they got the finally the song from. Where okay. they On the, the little disk drive before they went to hell to go rescue their daughters yeah. and everything. The old Bill and Ted that were on their deathbeds yeah. get up and do one last guitar solo together as old as shit. And then they're like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I need to sit down for a second. And like, they're just all this crap. Like, it was oh, wow. perfectly That's played. Great. It was funny. That's it was great. like a nice little note to end it on that these two, even on their deathbeds, 
they just want to jam out and hang oh, out with each great. other. It was a cool little nice. scene. I, you should go back and watch it again and watch yeah, just no that shit. scene. It was really cool. But the movie as a whole was funny. Cracked me up almost all the way through it. Wasn't really a lull in it. Now, I could have done... There was like three side plots going on almost. There mm-hmm. was Bill and Ted's main adventure. There was the daughter's adventure. Mm-hmm. And then the wives had their own little separate adventures, which you right. didn't really focus See on, but it much, was going yeah. on in the background. Right. Which was cool. kind of tied everything together a little bit with a nice fancy bow. But the daughters, like, it kind of took away at certain parts because they kind of had what Bill and Ted had in the Excellent Adventure movie. Right. They went back through time to go, instead of finding these historical figures, they went and grabbed historical musicians. Like, Mm -hmm. they went and found... um, Jimi Hendrix first. Yes, Jimi Hendrix. But they had to get him by getting Louis B. Armstrong. That was funny. Yeah, that That was That guy kind of overplayed that part i felt like yeah (laughs) just smiling all the time eyes squinting i was like okay whatever like cool and then they just kept going back further and further in time they got amadeus they got ling luin which is a famous chinese yeah Yeah, it was crazy and then they went back like to stone age and got a cave woman (laughs) to play the drums it was stupid funny yeah but it was just cool how their whole adventure kind of tied back to their father's adventure. Right. And then you realize, like, okay, it was never meant to be Bill and Ted, but their children with them that actually right. end up saving the universe as a family together, which was really cool. Everybody had a part to play in it. Yeah. And, and that's... it would never have happened if these dominoes hadn't fell in place the way they did. Right. I'll tell you who really kind of fell short for me, just because I don't, she's not that funny to me. But it was George Carlin's character, Rufus's daughter. Oh, um, uh, Shaw. Yeah, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yes, yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. She just, I, she didn't crack me up that much. She's not a, I it's, mean, she was she was kind of funny in Last Man on Earth. Uh, I kind of like yeah. her in that. But you know, this movie, yeah, she. I don't know whether they just didn't, you know, write her character well or whatever. But. She wasn't giving. I mean, the funniest part was when she'd be on the phone with her mom. Yeah. And like, you named the robot after my ex? Like, that was funny. (laughs) But I felt like it should have been more in line with Rufus's character. You know? Like, she was like, I'm taking this seriously. You guys are meant to save the world. Right. Like, I think... The good thing about Rufus is he only showed up when he needed to show up. Mm -hmm. She was just kind of there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? You guys need to save the world again. But I'm Mm -hmm. just going to hang out here. Yeah. Just, uh, okay, cool. Like, like what, what's your function exactly? Besides, get, you're like an means to a means uh, to an end. <laughs> a means to an end on this one. But the movie was very finely written. Yeah, I think they did super a good funny. Job. I mean, like like Mark said, there's not very many movies out there that can come out all this time later. They've gotten better at that in recent years, right. like really a lot better at it. But they. They really are nailing it more and more often now. And this just proves the point. This is another nail in the coffin that they are getting better at bringing those movies back from the 80s or the 70s or whatever have you and making them solid movies. Yeah. And getting that feel back and the nostalgia. They're not just doing cash grabs. They're doing it because they True. feel that they need to do that. Yeah. And they can, you know, like you said, people will be like, hey, you know what? That's a good trip. Yeah. It's a good trip. Hey, for me, it's like... It's like Halloween again. You know, Halloween got the feeling of the original one back. Yeah. And it just fucking nailed it. 
and this one did similar things. It's yeah. like, yeah, I got the feeling back, but I'm still pushing the story forward. Jamie Lee Curtis was badass. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong awesome. with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like the way they made Jamie Lee Curtis in the new one was very smart. Instead yes. of what they did in H two O or right. the other ones, they really showed that this woman had some trauma and she couldn't get past it. Like you would expect from anybody that's been through what she's been through. Yeah, like, they played it a whole lot smarter in that one than they did in the previous iterations of it, and, and it kind of gave credit to not getting past your fear because she certainly prepared. Oh, she <laughs> fucked him up there for a second. I'm really looking forward to the next one, man. Mm-hmm. Like that whole trilogy, I'm super stoked for. That goes back to actually what we were talking about with New Mutants. Mm-hmm. They made Halloween on the assumption that they may not get a sequel, right? But they left it open. The second that movie did, they were like, "Cool, great, cool. yeah, yep. we're prepared. Here they are. We weren't." We were hoping this would happen, but we weren't banking right. on it. Right. And I, I think they're done with Bill and Ted. Oh, they I did think their so job. Too. They you never. Yeah, you can't I, go and touch on that. You can't have no. to have their daughters have their own no, adventures no, anymore. No, no, it's no. it's a done, self contained. It's a great trilogy. It's yeah. something that should have happened this whole entire time. Like I feel if they would have made Bogus Journey, maybe in like nineteen ninety nine two thousand, mm-hmm. would have been the perfect time for that movie to come out because then they would have been you know in their late twenties. Early thirties. Right. I agree. Then finally got their shit together and became a band. Yeah. And then this one when it came out and be like, okay, they still haven't figured it out, but they've been trying this whole time and now's the end right. of the journey. Like it should have been a whole lifetime thing. Right, I agree. Which they kinda did with this one. Yeah. But I feel like if Bogus Journey came out in the middle a little bit Yeah, yeah it would have been a whole lot end. more well put together that. at that point. Uh yeah, one of the things about uh Bill and Ted, the first one, uh is based off a comedy sketch that the writers do a stand-up routine. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny. So, you know, characters that they would do and say, okay, we're going to put this on screen. Well, what's crazy is uh, Bill and Ted kind of launched Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter's careers. Pretty much, And then Keanu Reeves just continued on from there. Yeah. And then, you know, The Matrix came out, which skyrocketed him even higher. And then he kind of... Went through that lull of just kind of crap and yeah. all right movies, a lot of cult classics, right? And then John Wick came back out and boom, there boom, he went again. And he's he's riding high right now, right. so he's like, Why don't I pay respects to what really kind of launched me into yeah. the atmosphere and go back to this? And you know, like I said, those two, you know, he likes to name John in his movies Johnny Mnemonic, Johnny Utah, John Wick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what. It's going. Nothing wrong with it. No, Nothing wrong no. with it at all. All of them have worked out. I mean, Johnny Mnemonic was a little. Nah, it's a, it's a cult. Johnny classic. Utah, that was the bomb. Yeah. I freaking love Point Break. Yes, I hate the reboot, but the yeah, that was terrible. The first the first Point Break was awesome. So let's see. He, yeah, Bill and Ted was really the first big one. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what Dangerous Liaisons is. Have you ever heard of that movie? Oh yeah, that was a Academy Award winning. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I think that was his first leading role movie was Bill and Ted. Yeah, I think so. And then after that, not long after that, he did Point Break. Mm -hmm. And then Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And then he just kept going up from there. I mean, Point Break was probably the really one that launched him. As a serious actor. And then Speed really solidified it for him. And then The Matrix just like, that's it. You're you're in history. Like, you are literally film film history at this point in time. And then he just kind of kept going from there. And now, like I said, it's a, it's literally a renaissance yeah. of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Alex Winter, I always wonder what he did after that. And it was like, okay, he didn't act that much. Yeah, but he, he was, directed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of uh, 
documentaries. One yeah. of uh, uh, they created a show on MTV, The Idiot Box. Yeah, him and his, him and the writers or something, and a lot of stuff that was successful. But you know, he's been doing a lot of things. You know, like you said, behind the scenes. I'll tell you what, if uh, if they bring any of the amount of love that they brought to Face the Music to Matrix Four. We'll be in for a solid ride. Mm. Keanu Reeves really, yeah. he, he, I think he thinks everything through. Yeah, I think to so the too. umpteenth oh, I, degree. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they bring. To I, that movie. I agree. I, think I, I really, great. I really cannot wait to see what he picks to do with Marvel Studios. Because they, they always talk about that. Oh, they say all the time. Yeah, all the time. They say we reach out to him. Uh, you know, same thing with Lucasfilm. Yeah, Luke Sim says the same thing. You're like, hey, we reach oh out to him God. all the time. He would be a badass Jedi. Like he would be so cool oh, with that dude. long hair and that beard that he I gets. Ag- I agree. In the you know his way of speaking, his normal natural cadence of yeah. speaking. Oh man, I think it'd be great. Yeah, he's awesome. I, you know what? One of his most underrated movies that I thoroughly enjoyed was Destination Wedding. I liked it too. <laughs> I, that movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was so funny. It was so. Realistic in the sense that their relationship could have existed. It was in the real world. such dry humor. Oh yeah, it was just Great. people were like, oh, you know, it was just too slow or too this. I'm like, no, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. That was great. It was very well put together. I mean, Keanu Reeves literally can't do no wrong right now. Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, he's doing a great job of picking and choosing his. his well, he's everywhere. Uh, Points he's here. literally he's in games he's in yeah. movies yeah he's in netflix movies he's on I, maybe not on tv so much no. but he is just all over the place he's such a nice down-to-earth guy i'll never yeah. forget i watched a video of him and halle berry training for john wick 3 and they were on this course shooting you mm-hmm. know doing time shoots and everything see how quick they get through the course and he got through the course in like record speed and they're like that was so amazing and he goes yeah, I could have saved myself two seconds if I would have done this right. Like, he was, even though he did an amazing job, he's still correcting oh, he's it focused. in his head. He's yeah. so hyper-focused <laughs> and just, like, I'm not wanting to make any mistakes. Right. I was like, damn, that kind of commitment is just wild. Like, absolutely wild. Oh, no, he he forced every other action star to start doing Up that. Up in their game. Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. When, Pete, when that video of him coming out... Uh, his shooting regimen for John Wick yeah. came out and went viral. Everybody's like, "Oh crap, Jesus Christ. He <laughs> yeah. actually really can do that." <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, he's a badass. Thoroughly, really truly a badass. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's a cool dude. I you know, I I could see them doing like eventually like a spoof video of Bill and Ted, where are they now? type situation down the line <laughs> yeah. which would be funny i'm sure they would do hey, that everybody <laughs> <laughs> just 20 years from now they decide to go back and do where are they now right that'd right be, that would be pretty funny that'd be cool what would you give this movie out of 10 oh i'm giving it i'll give it a solid eight an eight yeah yeah i'll give it a solid eight i'd give I mean, it like an 8.5 for what it is and what it did it yeah. accomplished everything it was supposed to accomplish yes let's put it that way it wasn't, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be a Gone with the Wind. We knew it's not, you know, it's not going to be this deep, oh, yeah. And it gives you this, you know, it's not a 1917 movie. I keep bringing that movie up, but yeah. it's a very big standard. Um, but, you know. <laughs> it's the gold standard for you now, is 1917. I mean, hey, man, that was incredibly well done. Um, but it is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, so they did a good job with it. And they didn't try too hard. No, no, they didn't. I think... 
if you tried too hard with Bill and Ted, you're missing the point of Bill and mm-hmm. Ted. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just two guys that just care about music. and Well, this one, yeah, you have to care about a little more because they got families and right. stuff. And that whole scene with them and the uh, therapy with their wives, <laughs> that shit cracked me up. <laughs> we love you. Love you. <laughs> Bill and I love you. <laughs> and Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh Actually God. nailed it, bro. <laughs> Way to go, dude. Thanks, dude. Really I don't up. really think you're getting the meaning of this. <laughs> they love us in the future. Be excellent. And party, party on, on dude. They're like, yeah. Bill, they hate us here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. They, they cracked me up. They're. They're so funny. They're deadpan sometimes. Yeah. Like, they're funny without even realizing they're funny. I mean, and well, the delivery of it. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you you really start to believe again. Okay, wait a second. These guys are dumb. <laughs> they're just <laughs> they're stupid. Just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, this... Like I told you, though, you know, that the first time I started watching it, it was like, I kept seeing Keanu Reeves, John Wick, John Wick. You know, Matrix yeah. and everything like that. And I'm like going, oh, I was just trying to be this. And then I watched it the second time. I was like going, okay, you got to turn this off. Right. You got to turn yourself off and then watch it just as yeah. it is. And it's like, oh, man, this is funny. You know, that's I'm eternally grateful that that's how my mind works. Is I don't really... Mm-hmm. I watch the movie with just the focus on the movie. And very rarely does my brain go to, well, I can't take that actor seriously because of this and this. Like, right. okay, this will go back to Becky... I can't take Kevin James seriously, and it's not because he's a comedic actor, but it's because he can't do intimidation. Right. He wasn't I can doing take well. Topher Grace seriously in Predators. Yes. Even though he was known for that '70s show, but because he he played within his realm, he played within his scope. Yes. And Keanu Reeves, his scope is way broader than everybody gives him credit for. Mm-hmm. Like everybody always thinks Keanu Reeves just does Keanu Reeves. It's like no, Keanu Reeves is a very detailed thorough actor that can range from here to here like grand canyon tile scope yeah and he never gets that kind of um he doesn't get that appraise that he needs for that when he did the movie on netflix um the one with the oh i know which one you're talking about where he's walking up and yeah he's yeah all like, hey. he's all like and yeah he's like a complete dick yeah <laughs> it's like i'm like oh this is so great to quote bill and Teddy, he's acting like a dick weed yeah I mean, that was amazing. What was that stupid movie oh, called? Oh, God. It was um, Always Be My Maybe. Maybe, yeah. And he played exactly. himself. Yes. Which was so stupid. <laughs> and he played just a douchebag. Oh, that was crazy. I love Keanu Reeves, man. Like, I really, I truly love that guy. He cracks me up to no end. Yeah, he's... Oh, you know what's a really good movie that he directed? I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Man of Tai Chi. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Love that oh, yeah. movie. I liked like, it. He is, I liked that it. Was a, if being his first time directing, I think that was his first time directing. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, truly like an movie. awesome flick, man. It's well done. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for John Wick 4. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Just, you give me, you can make about yeah. 15 John Wicks. I mean, seriously. And I would never get bored with it. I wouldn't Just either. keep him it's, coming. Like, keep he will always find a way to do some badass stuff. He's like Tom Cruise in that sense. Yeah. Where you can just keep pumping out those Mission Impossibles. You do one badass stunt. And I'm okay crazy with it. Crazy ass stunt guy. Yeah. And you know it's what's like, crazy? Said on the, you know, one comedian was like, hey, Tom Cruise killed himself. He's going to kill himself in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Just, and Tom Cruise, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can we do to kill this motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. What can we do? And what's crazy is the Mission Impossible movies just get better as they go. Like for me, Ghost Protocol is my favorite. Like, yeah. I love Ghost Protocol, but Fallout, Fallout, I could watch really anytime. Great. I it, love. There's movie. very few movies where I could watch every day. Yeah. Fallout and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those oh, are yeah. two of them. Good movies. Absolutely. Like there are. They are fucking phenomenal movies. And yeah. maybe John Wick. Like, I could watch John Wick watch quite John, often. Quite often, too. And what's crazy is those John Wick movies just keep getting better. And I think every once a month I have to watch uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Really? I, I like that movie. For some reason, I just... With love. Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. No I shit. Like that movie. You know, I've never seen that. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Uh, I like it. Okay, I'll watch <laughs> it. I'll watch it. I'll give you, I will give you credit. I will watch that people movie. Were like, people were like, ah, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. But that's fair. You know what? I'll, I'll watch those movies that just shit on sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, get why it. are we shitting well, on this yeah. movie? Like, I watched The Core not that long ago. Oh, yeah. And everybody, I was reading their reviews on it. I'm like, <laughs> like, the science doesn't make sense. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, fuck. I'm not a PhD. I don't, I'm just here for they the movie. ship that can go yeah. to the center of the earth. Right? Yeah. Let's did, go. Now, remind, refresh my memory, but did they mention Bill and Ted in Avengers Endgame for time travel? Yes. Did they? I think so. I don't I think, think they did. No, 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 no. They didn't. And it was Back to the Future. Yeah. Wait. He goes, Die Hard. Die Hard's not one of them. I don't, they, don't, they didn't mention Bill and Ted. I don't know if they didn't when Don Cheadle and him are in the in the thing, and they're getting ready to go back when, the, when Hulk, when they're at the Avengers headquarters. Yeah. They didn't do it. I don't think I they mentioned it. I thought they did. No. They, they did. You know what? I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to yeah. come right back. We'll watch that clip right now. We're going to give you the answer to that. Okay. They did mention it. Right yeah. after Hot Tub <laughs> Time Machine. I, as I was listening to it, I was like, they said Hot Tub Time Machine. I'm like, there's no way they're going to reference fucking Hot Tub Time Machine and <laughs> not Bill and Ted. Yeah. And then there it was. I was like, okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. I guess I didn't remember that. That's funny. Yeah. Good to know. Golly. Fucking Endgame's calling... Bullshit on Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, you know. <laughs> well, Bill and Ted's it's meant not, to be a bullshit yeah. movie. So what you're telling me is Back to the Future's bullshit? <laughs> it's not how it works, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, definitely watch Bill and Ted. It's I paid 25 bucks for it. Okay. So I could keep it. Okay, yeah. So okay. it's either nineteen ninety nine to rent yeah. or $25 to keep. I, I really I'm paying it. the extra six bucks to keep it. Even if I yeah. didn't like it, I'd watch it again eventually at some yeah, point. Yeah, okay. So for me, six bucks, yeah, right. I'll keep it for six I gotcha. bucks. So I highly recommend it. If you like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you're going to like this one. Yes, you will. If you thought Bogus Journey was entertaining, you're going to like this one. Yeah. And the great thing is, is even though Bogus Journey was less lauded than the first one, they still carried the through lines all yes, the way through. They all the way all, through they, they brought back what they had in their past and made it great for this movie. Right. And it is a just a feel-good movie. So, I mean, really? it's, yeah. it's one of those things you just, the whole family goes, okay, we can watch this and feel good at the end of it. Yep. Great so. movie. Very solid. I, mean, I highly recommend yeah. buying it. And you don't even have to go to theaters to see it. It's in theaters and on digital at the same time. Right. Which is smart. So just, Very smart, which we talked about in another yeah. one. But, yeah, it's not worth seeing in theaters. Not very many comedies are. No. Definitely, you could buy it at home and watch it at home. So. Mm-hmm. Buy it, watch it, enjoy it. Let us know what you think because we enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah, yes, so. indeed. And I, I, I will be remiss if I don't mention this because we didn't mention it in our last one. 
but we are both very saddened and our prayers are going out to Chadwick Boseman's family. That yeah, was a very that was a that was a nut hit. That's uh you know there aren't too many actors, especially black actors, you know, uh being an African American myself, that have put a face on so many uh historical black figures. I yeah. mean he did Marshall, he did Jackie Robinson, he you know, did James Brown, yep. you know, and then the biggest uh, blockbuster uh, with a lead black actor yeah. movie black in history in Black Panther. I mean, it's just, you know, nah, as, as like I said, as Marvel junkies, as comic book fans, as movie as buffs, movie buffs yeah. you know, that that's a, that's a horrible loss. I, I will never forget going, the first movie I saw him in was in 42. Right. And I'm not a big sports fan, but I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, and it really showed his plight and what he went through. Yeah. And he fucking nailed every second of it. And I told my buddy when we were watching, I was like, if they ever do a Black Panther movie, that's the dude. That right. is Black Panther. Right. And when my buddy te- when they announced Chadwick Boseman at the Marvel uh, Studios thing where they announced Civil War and they announced that Black Panther was coming in, they brought Chadwick on stage. My I got immediate text from my buddy. He goes, "How the fuck did you know?" Yeah. I was like, I just, I saw the greatness in that guy. I right. was like, he's going to be phenomenal. Right. And he would kill it. And he killed it. Like, he was truly an amazing guy. And the fact that he battled cancer for four years, never yeah. told anybody, nobody even knew, even Ryan Coogler didn't know. No, the guy that directed right, Black Panther. Man. He he went through chemo surgeries the whole nine yards and still went to work still every did. day to make those movies oh. and maintained his physical appearance the whole time. That is true commitment. Right. Absolutely Still true did it, commitment. Man. Still did it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this hit me harder than even, you know, looking at Kobe Bryant's death. Yeah. Because I was, you know, Kobe was, you know, you grow up watching Kobe, but, you know, this was something that I think uh, transcended. When he did Black Panther, yeah. Black Panther gave people a lot of things to look, look up to. It gave, it gave a lot of black children yeah. that didn't have a superhero to look up to exactly somebody to look up to and be like you know mom and dad i'm just like him like right. that's i could right. be that and you know as as a white guy growing up i had every superhero i had right. batman superman so i don't get to understand that but i could only imagine how it must feel to have that superhero oh, yeah. for you for the it's, first time it's, I mean, it's an immense sense of pride it's, yeah i mean even if it's you know it's a fictional character and it, you know a lot of people were getting upset when, you know, the movie was coming out and, you know, black people were so happy and so proud of it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you don't understand. It's mm-hmm. been, you know, very, uh, just, you know, monochromatic for years. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you get you get that character and you get that person that played that character just to a T. Right. I mean, Nailed from the second. first part in, in Civil, in, uh, C- uh, Civil War. Civil War, yeah. man. You just looked at him and was like, okay, yeah, this dude is really it. And the fact that he could walk into the Avengers movie and seem like he's a leader to the group yeah. already, it's, it's, he's going to be sorely missed going forward. Yeah, and I can't imagine a Black Panther movie without him. I yeah. really can't. And I hope that it's not brought up anytime soon about being no. recast. No. It shouldn't and be. It shouldn't be. It, absolutely. Because there will be nobody that can fill those shoes. Yeah. I, I mean, I have an idea... Of a person that could potentially, right? But you know, 
Marvel Studios is not going to be disrespectful at all. They're right. going to be the most. They'll probably push the movie and wait a nice amount of time mm-hmm. before they even begin to have those talks, which is great. You know, as much as I was so excited for Black Panther two, I can wait. Yeah, like I absolutely yeah, I agree. can wait. I agree. And you know, I don't think there's no replacing him. There's no. really not. So whoever fills those shoes, good luck to you. But you're not Chadwick Boseman. Like that dude was literally a king. In all sense of the words. I agree, man. And I'm telling you right now, if there was ever a time to push for a cure for cancer, this would be the time. Like, I won't, like I already told you earlier today, I'm getting a tear to my eyes just thinking about it. Because I had an uncle who passed away from testicular cancer. Right. My grandfather, he had um, prostate cancer. My, mo- my grandmother had throat cancer. My grandfather was the only one to survive. But I feel that after what happened to Chadwick and everybody loved that man like he was truly an inspiration I feel like there's going to be a big push for a cure for cancer now because how many people are we going to lose before we really focus in on this problem and say this this can't continue like it, it just can't continue anymore how much longer are we going to go and lose the ones that we love or lose our idols or the people mm-hmm. that help make this world a better place to a sickness that should have been solved 20 years ago. Yeah. Years ago. It's just, it's just ungodly unfortunate that people still have to go through this and that he went through it so silently that nobody even knew. Nobody had a clue except for that one video he posted at the beginning of the summer where he was really skinny and everybody just brushed off as he was losing weight for a role. Right. Which is the exact same thing I did. We did. And I just, I feel like it, there's going to be a huge push now, especially with Black Lives Matter being a huge thing, mm-hmm. you know, and losing one of the highest rated black actors of all time to a sickness. Exactly. It's just, this is, it's going to, mark my words, if there was ever going to be a push hard, this is going to be the push and it's going to start with him and he may end up saving the world in the real world sense. You know, I mean, I can't imagine how many worlds of people that he helped. Right. Right. But in depth, he maybe even pushed the boundaries even further. Yeah, and, maybe. you know, I, I I hate calling somebody a king because nobody's right. a king. Everybody's right. just a person. But that yeah, man, if there ever was a king in that sense, he, he, he was one of he them. He was one. He was and he one. was such a likable guy and always upbeat and positive from every interview I ever watched. He was never known. I he never, uh, like, ever known he was As a huge movie fan... I would have loved to meet him and told him the story about how I knew he was going to play Black Panther right. years before he even got the shot to do right. it. And I hate making about anything because I didn't know the man. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when everybody's taking, like, I feel like it's taking away from what his family's grieving through because they were, that was, that was everything to right. them. Right. Yeah. But because he was such a love person and everything, and because I, I've been through a similar situation, I can feel for his family in this mm-hmm. sense. It, hit, it hits hard and it bothers. Oh, yeah. Me to man. Know. And I haven't felt this way about an actor passing since maybe Heath Ledger died. Right. And Heath Ledger hit hard because I was 14 at the time when he died. Yeah. So that one took me uh, took me aback. And it was just unnecessary and came out in left field. This one, again, was unnecessary. Yeah. Out of his control entirely. Just nothing he could have done. Slugged you in the gut, yep. man. I mean, that's it's hard. Like you said, you know, dealing with uh, family members who, you know, pass cancer, both my grandfathers, my mm-hmm. aunt, uh, many family members have passed, you know, for uh, with cancer. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's time to stop 
uh, treating cancer. Yeah. It's time to, you know, come up with a cure. Right. I mean, we need to really find that. Yeah, and, you know, I've always heard that it's because that cancer is such a money-making industry. I, I always tell people, and I've been preaching this for the last few years, is at some point that mentality is going to change because everybody has been affected at one but, point or another yeah. by somebody being lost in their family exactly. or somebody they know to cancer. And eventually that's just, it's not going to matter anymore. Money yeah. will become not the issue. It's just exactly. going to be like, we need to figure this out. And I think this, we're finally getting to that turning point and he may be the push. Yeah. Because everybody's hit hard. I, like I told you, I read an article that was, um, it was titled, uh, All the Outpouring Love from Marvel heroes and other celebrities talking about him. I read through that article for 20 minutes reading all the tweets and stuff from every actor and I only got halfway through it. Right. And I had to stop at that point because I, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like it was, it was too much for me to keep reading those and hearing all the good things he did. And you know, you, you, yeah. you always hear you never want to meet your hero, or your idol. And I wish, I wish, wish we could have met, met him. him. I wish yeah. we could have met no him, doubt. had him on the show and just talked to him. No doubt. So, you know, like we said, we're praying for his family. Hope yeah. they're doing okay and making it through this. It's a hard time. You know, I, I imagine part of them's relieved after seeing him suffer and get so thin. Right. He, at, at a certain point, as hard as and mean as it may sound to say, it um, it is a sigh of relief when they finally do pass. The, Correct. You know, they're not in pain anymore. Correct. And the, we certainly lost a light in this world when he uh, when he passed. Yeah. It was a it was a gut punch. Yeah, it was. It's not often I get this upset over a celebrity dying. Like usually, right. I'm just like, well, I didn't know him. You know, it sucks they're gone. But this yeah, one, but, yeah. This one hit, and it hit hard. Exactly. And I doubt I'll ever be this bar. Even if Robert Downey Jr. passed tomorrow, and I love Robert Downey Jr., you know, he, he he's getting up there in age. It's going to happen. Right. This man was 43, 43 years, years old. old. He was yeah. in his prime of his career, and yeah. he got taken way too soon. That just that just sucks. It would be like finding out tomorrow that Chris Evans had a heart attack. Right. Yeah, it would. You it know, would be prime of his life, and he just died for no reason. No reason. Almost, yeah, I mean, seems like nothing. Yeah, I mean, man. Yeah. Here's to you, Chadwick. You were awesome. Like you were truly an amazing person from everything I've ever read. And wish we could have. Yeah, <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. That's right. So, anything, Mark? You want to add? Anything else? This took a turn yeah. from the light. No, I think it, Ted it, to, it has. I mean, you know. We would have been remiss not to say anything. Well, we talked about making its own special episode, right. but you know, it's uh, it would it would take a toll yeah. to do a whole episode. Yeah, talking about that, especially having both of us lost somebody at some right. point to cancer, it exactly. always hits harder when you've been through that yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, and he was like I said, such a lovable guy. Yeah. You could just tell that he had that air around him to be like, yeah, that's a guy that could. You, you could absolutely get along with and everybody could just flock to yeah, no and have a, have a good time with and know that he will never lead you astray. You know? Yeah. Truly a, a king in that sense. Like, yeah, it was I agree. Perfect man to play Black Panther. Yep. So, you know, it was, uh, shit, now I want to go watch Black Panther again. Probably cry yeah. even more than I normally do in that movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> anytime I watch a movie where a person gets to see their loved ones again, Right. That it just always hits me hard because yeah. the per the per, my uncle that I lost to cancer, I named my son after him. Right, and that's my way to kind of process all that, you know, gotcha. kind of get through that, you know, kind of way yeah. of honoring him. So anytime I get to watch a movie or something where 
they get to see their loved ones. Like even in Glass, when he got to watch that video of his dad at the end mm-hmm. after his dad died, that even hit me hard. Yeah, like stuff like that always gets to me. Always hits me right in the feels every time. Yeah, I understand it. So. I understand it. All right, well, I got nothing else to you. No, sir. All right, I'm going to turn this off before it gets even more depressing. So, <laughs> sad way to end what was supposed to be a lighthearted review. Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. It's just nature of life, I guess. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, so. no doubt. All right, well, I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. This has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. Peace.